0: It's an interesting thing, Hebrews 11, if you've been here as long as I've been here and if you've been on Wednesday nights, maybe you'd remember there's been several times we've come to this passage and I've wrestled with it and shared of my my struggle with it and my wrestling. This has become a very important verse to me in my life and my development of my faith, you could say. And so because of that, I'm a little bit worried, because usually when I find a passage and it's really powerful, the power of the study doesn't come to the pulpit. And so I'm hoping I don't do the same with this one. So pray for me that uh, I can convey to you what I see the Lord telling us in this verse. And uh, as we begin, let's go ahead, it's a short verse, it's an important verse I think though, and it's one I would love for all of us to memorize, so let's... Say it together a few times in practice uh, before we get into it. Say this with me. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. All right, Let's take away some of those words and let's say this together again, shall we? Now, oh, excuse me. <laughs> let's say the Hebrews thing, I'm sorry. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Alright, <laughs> one last time. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Alright, thank you, good job. And we are going to be looking at this idea of assurance, conviction. This verse is about faith. And I must admit, I, I, I thought about including it back in August when we were looking at faith. It is about faith, but it's showing us how faith is tied to hope. You know, And, and we've looked at hope from time to time. Romans 8 tells us that nobody hopes hopes for things that they have. We always hope for something we don't have. And that's, that's very important to this verse. As we look at verse 1 here, now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. When we think about, especially during Advent, and the people waiting for the Messiah... For generations, they waited and hoped for the Messiah. In fact, if you go to Luke chapter 2, you see where there was uh, Anna, a woman in the temple, who was serving and and waiting for and hoping for God's redemption, the Messiah. And, And she was an elderly woman, but she had been widowed at a young age, and she spent most of her life serving in the temple as a widow, waiting and waiting. See, that takes a lot of faith to keep waiting for somebody who your parents never saw and their parents never saw. And, and, and generation after generation after generation, well, they, it's easy to give up. There's a reason why there are so many Jewish people today who are atheists. You know, Jewish is a, an ethnicity to them. It's not a, a faith. It's just where they're from. It's just what their DNA is. But they don't really spend much time thinking about God or worshiping Him. It's easy to understand why they would give up after a while. And and, and one of the reasons why I've I've struggled with this verse is this, this idea of faith is the assurance of things hoped for. What does that mean, that faith is the assurance of things hoped for? And, and what we see as it comes together is that faith and hope are connected. If you have a hope but no real faith that it will ever come through, well, is that really hope? You know, if you if you believe something and you hope it's going to happen, but down deep you're like it's not really going to happen. Well, that's disbelief. And in the the same thing, if you really really believe but have nothing. That you're believing for, well, that doesn't quite work, does it? That would be unrealistic. And and so, what we see here is that faith begins with hope. You have to have something that you hope in or that you hope for to have faith at all. When we talk about faith in Jesus, we're not really just talking about uh, that we believe or the idea, but But why believe in Jesus? Faith begins with hope. When when people believed in the Messiah to come, they were hoping for the consolation of Israel. They were hoping for somebody who would come and get rid of the Romans and reestablish the Davidic kingdom. They had hope. And that was what they were believing in. And that was what their faith was focused on. If we talk about having faith in Jesus, well, why do we have faith in Jesus? If, if it's not connected with a hope of salvation, if it's not connected with a hope of His return, if it's not connected with a hope of eternal life and being reconciled with God, what's the point of faith in Jesus? You know, There are a lot of people who say, oh yeah, I believe in Jesus. But I don't know that they know the meaning of that word. You know, I don't think it means what they think it means. Faith isn't just this idea of, oh, I believe that it exists. But faith has to be attached to hope. You have to have a, a thing that you are hoping for, that you're expecting. A- and hope, that word hope means to expect, to trust, to actively wait for God's fulfillment. When when Paul says that nobody Hopes for something that they have. You know, I I, I think I've shared this illustration in the past, but there was once upon a time, a day that I hoped to be married. I no longer hope to be married. In fact, I think some people would take it very odd if I went around saying, I really hope to get married. You know? That hope has been fulfilled. That hope has been fulfilled. It's no longer a hope. But here, we see in verse 1 here, faith is the assurance of they hope for, the conviction of things not seen. And what, what the author of Hebrews is doing is he's repeating things. So when he says faith is the assurance, well, assurance and conviction, they go together. A- and things hoped for and things not seen, they go together. When when we're talking about things that we don't see, that's the... that's physical sight it's seeing something physically that maybe has a spiritual impact on ourselves as well we have conviction of things that we don't see in reality i don't know about you but i'm very much a i'll believe it when i see it type of a person uh, you know i will trust things i can touch i'll trust things i can test but but no he's saying that hope The things we hope for are things we haven't seen. Things that we hope for, we hope for what we do not have is is the reality of it. We hope for things we do not have. We don't see them yet. We don't experience them necessarily and fully. But we have this expectation for something. We anticipate something to be a certain way. And yet, we currently don't see it. We hope for what we do not have. We hope for, uh, you know, so so I I could tell you I really don't hope to accept Jesus as my Savior. I've done that. I don't hope to have a life of faith. I I hope to continue in a life of faith. I hope to prove to be faithful to the end. We hope for Jesus' return. We don't hope for his first coming, do we? It's a known fact. We don't hope for His sacrifice on the cross. It's done. We don't hope for His resurrection. It's happened. We hope for our experience of that resurrection in ourselves. We hope for His return or we hope that when we die, and so far none of us have tested it here, but we hope that when we die, when we last look upon this earth, that we will for the first time look upon his face we hope in what we don't do have A- and this is this is the struggle because so often we hope for things we do not have but do we really believe they're going to happen I- i'm reminded of the the story right after the transfiguration matthew mark and luke all account uh, have an accounting of this Instance, a man brings his son who's demon-possessed to the disciples while Jesus and Peter and James and John are on the mountaintop. And as Jesus comes down with Peter and James and John, there's a, there's a disturbance in the group and the crowd. And this man comes up to Jesus and he says, look, I brought my son to you so that you could heal him, but your disciples couldn't do it. Your disciples couldn't heal him. Couldn't it cast out the Spirit. And, and Mark Mark has Jesus just, you know, how long am I going to put up with you people? Which I'm sure isn't exactly the way the, the Father wanted Jesus to respond. But the, the Father had this phrase, he said, if. If you can. And, and Jesus took exception to the if part. And Jesus even said, if I can. All things are possible for one who believes. And then the Father says, I do believe. Help my unbelief. And I've always found that to be an interesting phrase. (laughs) Have you ever cried out to the Lord, I believe, help my unbelief? Have you ever said, I believe, but I know my faith, my belief isn't enough? That, That I want to trust you more, but I don't? Have you ever felt God calling you to to step out of the boat onto the waves? And, And just remember, Peter was the one that asked for that. Jesus never encouraged him. Jesus said, come on out if you want to. But metaphorically speaking, have you ever felt God calling you to do something that just wasn't possible? And yet you know that all things are possible to one who believes. And so then you find out when you see something and you say it's not possible, you realize the shortcoming is your faith. In fact, after that event, when the disciples asked Jesus, why couldn't we cast out that demon? He said, because you don't have enough faith he says because your faith is so small and that's where we get the phrase uh, a mustard seed a faith as large as a mustard seed which means jesus was telling them as small as a mustard seed is your faith is smaller than that because if you just had that much you would say to this mountain get up and be put into the sea and it would happen but now we see that faith that faith has to begin with a hope. And here's why we don't see a whole lot of mountains being moved. Nobody really wants and hopes for the mountain to be moved into the sea. Right? That was an illustration. If you're ever wondering why we don't see a bunch of mountains getting moved around, it's because that's not a real hope to have. See, but when we, when we think about Jesus and how He lived His life, yes, He's the Son of God. Yes, He is God incarnate. Yes, all true. And yet... He laid aside his attributes, his abilities. He laid aside being spirit. He became man. He took on flesh. And we see that the Holy Spirit came upon him at his baptism. And I firmly believe that Jesus, though being God, as Paul said, though being God did not count equality with God as something to be held on to, but emptied himself. Though He is God, and though He is perfectly God, though He and the Father are one, I believe that He lived His entire life on earth in faith. I believe that He did not do anything on His own, but only according to God's prompting and empowerment through the Holy Spirit. There are times when He talks about the Spirit you know and, and scripture tells us that the, that he knew through the Spirit what they were thinking. You imagine? And, and maybe you're thinking that cheapens Jesus or it makes him less or or that we're dabbling with uh, you know heresy about him being a man. but no. imagine being the most capable, most fulfilled human being ever, and not using your own capabilities, but relying, completely on the Holy Spirit as He went through life, as He healed, as He he taught. He is our guide in many ways. He had the ability to do it on His own. But He laid that aside and took on flesh. And He had hope. And he had faith. And so when he cast out that demon, he prayed and he had faith and he had belief in a way that his disciples did not. And he had hope that it would truly come about. We hope for what we do not have. And once that demon is out, he's no longer hoping for it, it happens. But we are so often like that Father, I believe, help my unbelief. Oh, I I believe you, Jesus, but only this far. I believe. I have faith. I trust you, but not not with my business. No, 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 no. I I trust you with my Sundays. I I trust you with this and with that, but I don't know know if I can trust you with this other thing. I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to take care of that myself because if you don't come through with me on this, you'd ruin me. Maybe we don't know that we're saying it that way but that's probably what we're feeling we struggle to have that faith but we see that that faith and hope are connected and 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 we have to we have to have hope if we're going to have faith we we have to have hope in jesus if we're going to have faith in jesus we're going to have to have hope for something if we are going to have faith in him and and this verse verse 1 is the beginning of uh, a chapter focused on uh, a history lesson of people of faith. Verse 2 tells us that uh, by it, by faith, men of old gained approval and we start going on about how by faith we understand that the world was created and by faith uh, Abel offered a better sacrifice than Cain and by faith Noah went into the ark and by faith Abraham uh, Well, at first, as Abram, he went to another land, and by faith, he trusted that God would give him a son, even in his old age. By faith, by faith, by faith. And these were all things that they had hoped for. When God came to Abram and said, I'm going to show you another land, and I'm going to give you all this land, he had hope that that would actually happen. And yet, throughout chapter 11, what does it tell us about these people? None of them. None of them experienced what they were hoping for. Abraham lived in his land that was promised to him and to his descendants forever as a sojourner, as an outsider, his entire life. And he died living in tents, traveling around, never owning that land. And God even told him, it will be 400 years before your descendants come back and actually take this land. But Abraham had hope. And he believed God. And it was his faith that God counted to him as righteousness. So as we look at our lives, as we think about, what does it mean to have faith? First, it requires us to have hope. To actually expect something of God. Hope for salvation. Hope for getting rid of our sin. You know, that, that we would grow in righteousness, that we would no longer continue in certain paths that we have walked in our lives. Hope for eternity, that when we die, we will be resurrected with Him. But I, I think our hope should go beyond just these matters of faith. We should have hope for our descendants, our children and their children. Hope that they would come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Hope that they would follow Him. Hope that they would be disciples of Christ all their lives and that they would pass it on to their children. We should have hope that God would restore the land. That God would call people's hearts back to Him. We should hope for so much. We should hope for His provision every day that's what jesus taught us in his prayer give us today our daily bread jesus told us regularly don't worry about where your next meal is going to come from don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink or what you're going to wear for clothing your father knows that you have need of these things so it's 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 not bad to take to god these things that we maybe think are bothersome to him they're so small no, we, we, we should take our hope that we can fix our car if it breaks down. We should take to him our hope that we can pay off our bills, especially as we're coming into Christmas. Everybody, uh, you know, well, not everybody, but the statistics are we're going into the month of debt. Oh, but we should have hope that we can pay our bills. We should hope in him for the provision of all that we need. But then, once we have that hope, that thing that we don't have yet, that thing that we, we have not yet seen. And, and, and this word things, conviction of things not seen. The word is not objects, but actions, deeds. It's the idea of, that, that we, are, we have the conviction of God's movement in our lives that we have yet to see. We don't see it But we hope for it. And so we have the assurance of it. And this conviction, we actually, you know, it's kind of funny that conviction was one of the, it was a word in one of the first verses we did. In 2 Timothy 2, excuse me, 2 Timothy 3, 16, all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for conviction. It's the same word, and it's the only two places that word is in the Bible. It, it means that you can test something. That something is possibly going to happen. That it's possible that, that, that we are persuaded of it. Conviction. You know, none of us started out believing in Jesus. Somebody had to teach you about Jesus. Somebody had to tell you. And, and, and you probably struggled at times... To believe, to accept—it it sounds strange. It sounds unrealistic. But at some point, you come to the conviction that no matter how strange, no matter how uh, foolish it sounds, it's true. Right? And and you you came to that conviction where the, at some point you had to change how you lived your life, and and you were no longer going to go your own way. You you couldn't just dabble in church. No. You had, to, you had to give yourself wholly to Christ and to believe in Him. You, you became convicted. And, and now you talk to people and they're like you used to be. They think it's strange. They think it's silly. They think it's ridiculous. And, and you're like, I, I, I know what you're talking about because I remember thinking the exact same way you used to. But now your conviction is Christ. And you can't give Him up. This is saying that those things that we hope for, those things that we don't see, faith is the conviction of them being true. Faith is the assurance. Assurance means that you're standing. You know, what, stand, what, what is underneath you that enables you to stand, that is assurance. Faith is your standing on the things that you hope for. There are things you don't have. There are things you don't see. There are things that you have not experienced. And you might never experience them in your life. Like Abraham, who never owned the land, just walked in it. Had to believe that he would have so many descendants because he only ever saw the one. But he had to have faith. He had to believe. He had to hope. And faith faith is the assurance of that. It's the conviction of that and and what that means is, is is if you have hope but you don't live out that hope that you don't express that hope in in concrete ways of living you really you really don't believe in that hope i, I can be something of a pessimist you might have noticed and it's very easy for me to to say i have a hope and, and to truly hope for something but to to struggle to actually believe that that hope will ever come true. Yeah, it might come true in other people's lives, but not mine. Maybe you struggle with the same thing from time to time. And this is why this verse has been such a a struggle for me over the years. Because faith is the assurance and the conviction of those things that we hope for being true and coming true. The idea is that faith is hope lived out. If you hope for something and you don't see it in your life yet, faith is living as if you did see it in your life. Faith is living convicted of it being true. Faith is living with full assurance that that hope I have is going to happen. I remember when I was a a teenager, there was a movie, you know, Tombstone came out and then like a few months later Wyatt Earp came out and nobody wanted to saw Wyatt Earp because everybody had seen Tombstone. And and so I'm one of those people that thinks Wyatt Earp is actually a superior movie. Uh, You can get your tomatoes out later. But in Wyatt Earp, the movie, his father, it's at the Civil War, and Wyatt wants to run off and join the soldiers, the Union soldiers. And his father catches him and Says, you know, I, I think this war is going to be over soon and your brother's going to come home. And why? It's like, how, how do you know that? He's like, it's what I want to happen. It's what I want to have happen. And, and that night, the brothers show up. And that's, that's movie making, I understand. But that to me is an expression of faith. It's what I want to happen, so I expect it to happen. That's faith. This isn't a name it or claim it type thing. It's truly about what do you hope in Christ. But if you're going to hope something in Christ, live it. Live it out. If you feel that God has called you to do something and you see no safety net and no way of survival, but you think God has called you to do it, faith says do it. And that's the hard part. That's the hard part. Faith is hope lived out. Faith is is sitting there as a lone light in the darkness, waiting and waiting and waiting for the Messiah, even though everybody else has given up. But you had people like Anna who went to the temple and waited and waited and waited. She lived out her hope. That's faith. And that's, that's, that's what I want to have and that's what I want you to have too. What do you, what do you truly hope for in life? What do you truly hope for in Christ? And, and don't get tied up in the it's unrealistic. It can't happen and here are all my reasons why. That's not faith. What do you truly hope and do you truly believe that it can happen jesus said that the 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 disciples weren't able to cast out that demon because they didn't have enough faith they were going through the motions they were praying the right prayers they were saying the right things i'm pretty sure i saw jesus do this you know i think he waves his hands like this let's do that but they really didn't believe it would happen they didn't re- really expect it to happen. They didn't have faith. Faith is our hope lived out. As as I hope, <laughs> I hope that you're understanding that. Because I, I feel like I just, it takes some time, for me at least, to get this. Faith is the assurance of what you hope for. It's that conviction that, that it's going to happen. And I want to encourage you to live a life of faith. Not doggedly resisting the world, keeping our head down, but no, Jesus has said that the gates of hell will not overcome His church. So the believers should not be afraid of the gates of hell. We should hope in Him and live that hope out in faith. Let's this word, this verse one more time and, and we'll close in a, in a prayer. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we have become convicted of Jesus Christ. We believe in Him as our Savior. Lord, help us to live out that belief. You have proclaimed to us that You will never forsake us. You will never leave us. That You will provide for us. Lord, may that be our hope in You that You will provide. That You will guide us. That You will take care of us, and that You will never leave us. And and so, Father, we pray that we would live that out. That we would have faith to believe, even though we don't see it, that You are acting right now in our lives. Father, there are many things that we hope for secretly in our hearts. And maybe we we keep them in our hearts and we don't speak openly about them because we feel like it will never happen and we'll just look foolish. Faith often looks foolish to the world around it. Father, we pray, help us to have faith. To to live concretely in, in our lives today based on that hope. Not based on what we see. Not based on what we're able to do or what the market says is capable of being done but live based on what You have called us to do and what You have convicted us of. Those things that we hope for in You, Lord, may we live them today. May we expect them to happen in our lives. It may be, Lord, we have hope for loved ones to believe in Jesus Christ. It may be we have hope for loved ones to give up on addictions and life choices and things that they are doing. Father, may we have true faith. Not just we hope and pray, but it's okay if you don't. But Lord, may we live today expectantly anticipating the answer to those prayers. Father, we pray that we would live for you. That, That we would take the hope we have in our hearts and that we would live it in our lives, in our bodies, in the words we say, in our attitudes, Lord, we pray we would live out that hope. That we would live in faith. We ask you to guide us in these ways, to show us, Lord, and to help our unbelief. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.